Hello, everybody, and welcome to Romancing Our Stones, your male survival guide to pop culture and media that your girl will most likely drag you to. I am Matt. I'm Alex. And I speak my mind, and I speak my mind. And I'm a hard, I'm a hard personality to deal with because I speak my mind, Alex, and I speak my mind. And I was thinking about the moment in Star Wars, whenever I heard this so many times this episode, just because you have the intelligence to speak does not make you intelligence. intelligent. It's the same thing with this people that say, <laughs> I have a personality where I speak my mind. It's like, pump the brakes. You live in a society, in a community, and not everything you have to say. Wants to be heard. <laughs> wants to be heard or is of substance. Just because you yeah. feel it, don't make it right. But I'm getting so I'm getting ahead of myself. <laughs> lessons lessons from a from a true dad. <laughs> yeah. Hey dad, I got something really important to tell you. Yeah, what yeah. is it? Hi. <laughs> Hi. Yeah. So I'm sad. <laughs> could you imagine? <laughs> I'm sad, Dad. I'm sad. <laughs> could you imagine if an alien came into town, Dad? I'm just speaking my mind. Um no, but uh, <laughs> this is uh, Romancing Our Stones, and we're going over uh, the Women Tell All episode of Matt James's season of The Bachelor. A lot of things leading into this. Um, I mean, sorry, let me take that back. As Chris Harrison said seven times, amazing Bachelor. Um, but uh, this is the highly anticipated Women Tell All because of how mean everyone was to each other all season. Um so we'll jump right into that after we talk a little bit about what we're drinking. Alex, first off, how are you, my friend? Good. Doing yeah. good. You know, still sleep deprived. You know, it's just living that newborn dad life. But uh, yeah. outside of that, I don't have too much to complain about. Just, you know, this Mondays are Mondays. And I'm glad that we have, uh, I wouldn't say this show to watch, but I'm glad that we have this <laughs> show to, to, to talk about afterwards. Yeah, we have, so, we have time to spend out with each other. Or, yeah. Spend, out, spend, spend out. out with each other. I think I said spend time and hang out. You sound like a cheap hooker. <laughs> hey, you can't criticize someone by their profession. That's something I learned from this <laughs> oh, episode. Oh, yes, yeah. That is something I learned Okay, too. can you please stop being an asshole? Let's get back yeah. to what we're here to talk Let's about. Let's roll that back and edit. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to. I'm going to leave it in. You get one chance with me. You, ha you have worth, Matt. You have worth. <laughs> Thank you. I don't know. And it's, it's one beer and an internet connection <laughs> monthly subscription. That's right. This is auto renewing every month. So breaking the bank. What are you drinking, bud? Uh, I'm going back to Avery Brewing Bug Zapper because it is the season. And I will drink this as often as I can during usually I think it's a spring summer type of beer. So I've got I've got six six to seven months to polish this polish this beer down. So I was just gonna ask you, is is is, is sours a winter style beer? I can't I don't know. No, it's it's a it's when the sun gets when the sun comes out, it gets warm and, and hot. That sounds like know, the I've, beginning of an REO Speedwagon song. I, I, France, I, when the sun goes down and the heat goes up. I've I, I've always enjoyed a sour in the heat. I've never enjoyed the sour when it's freezing outside. That's, that's when you want something that's a little bit thicker, a little bit, you know, a stout, darker ale. I don't know, an ale. Of a, More some spicy. Kind. I like the tulip glass. Yeah, it's supposed to be good for sours, so for aromatics i got a couple of these thinking you know we would be using these regularly in person and you can't wait i can't wait to record and can't yeah in in tandem here in the same office but i just had to go impregnate my wife 
remember those old commercials? Like the, I think it was like, like the abstinence commercials where it's like, Hey Johnny, you want to go down to the lake tonight? Not today, kids. Not today, guys. I have a kid now. Wah, wah. What a butt skill. <laughs> the bug zapper. I just um, love the, I just love the you know, growing up, you know, you, you from movies and everything else, just kind of like, you're like, man, having a kid must be super easy. Oh, you know, yeah. that's not the case. Not <laughs> Any everybody. young listeners listening? I mean, not that I'm saying. Yeah, all you young listeners, listen here. Alex is going to tell you to be as <laughs> reckless as possible. <laughs> yeah, I'm not saying go forth, go forth irresponsibly. I'm not saying that. But I remember thinking, looking in the mirror one morning, being like, man, that was a bunch of bullshit. <laughs> Kids, have you ever heard of raw dogging? <laughs> totally safe. <laughs> Pull out method is 100% effective. 60% of the time it works every time. <laughs> well, thank you for that, Alex. We, we I feel, I feel enlightened. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I feel like you, you know, you, you were pretty, pretty efficient in my book, probably. I don't know. Yeah, have you seen the movie American Sniper? That's yeah. like what I, that's like what I was in conceiving children. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was, I was, uh, what's the guy's last name? Kyle. I was, I was on the roof. Picking yeah, Chris Kyle. Chris Kyle. Yeah. Um, so from, from from a mile away, how'd that work? Uh, I, don't, I don't want to talk about it. At a distance. Yeah, I don't want to talk about it. Um, no, but um, wow, yeah, that was something weird we got into. Let's get back to the the show here. Yeah, so, um, I'm I drinking uh, a vodka Gatorade. Huh. A Van Jack from Van Jack vodka from Colorado. Okay, it's good. Uh, you know, it tastes like nail polish remover, so it is probably one of the best tasting vodkas in the world. I don't, I don't even know what vodka is supposed to taste like other than like <laughs> at this point. Yeah. I mean, you know, I remember the first time I tried vodka and if my mom's listening, it was in high school. Sorry. Spoiler alert. Um, I, I just, it hasn't been a really big thing for me because you have to get like super cold. So it doesn't taste like anything. Yeah. I've, I've never, I had, I got sick. My first time ever getting like sick, sick off of booze is vodka. So now it's like, I can't even taste, I can't even have a sip of it without slightly gagging. You know, yeah, it's like I, that bad experience that ruins the liquor for the rest of your life. That's vodka for me. I, I had that with Jaeger. I can't stand Jaeger regular. I can't, I can't even smell it. <laughs> yeah. It's just. Yeah, that's rough. And now good and plenties are out the window for me. Any yep. black licorice. Black jelly licorice. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So. <laughs> I um to be efficient, I mixed the remaining yellow Gatorade with the remaining blue Gatorade, so I have uh, a green flavor going on. An alchemist, you are. <laughs> I'm like I'm like the frat. I'm frat boy tastic, just like polishing <laughs> off empties um, at the frat yeah. house after a big party. Hey, it's being economic, you know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, I think so, I think we're trying to have a good laugh now because I don't know this episode was a little rough to watch. Yeah, there's not a lot here, people. So you're like, when are they going to jump into the substance? <laughs> I don't know. We're going, we're, we're going for all the laughs right now, everybody. Yeah. Uh, um, for those of you yeah. still tuning in, no. for for it, for it being kind of the most one of the most vicious seasons we've watched, I was expecting the women tell all to be really juicy, yeah. meaty, if you will, yeah. and uh, it was not. Well, there's a couple things that jumped out right away. First off, they had the date it was recorded on the bottom of the episode. To They're like, we still recognize you hate Chris Harrison. We filmed this before you didn't like him. Yep. Um, so we just wanted to make that clear. And then I thought it was interesting. He said amazing bachelor like four times in the opening sequence. Yep. Just 
Like Matt obviously is an amazing bachelor. The amazing bachelor, amazing bachelor. Um, <laughs> and uh, you know, it was like, <sighs> there's a lot of things that I didn't understand or didn't like. Um, first off, I laughed because when um, they showed Victoria saying the Xanax joke, she doesn't need Matt, she needs a Xanax. It showed Anna laughing in the corner and then she realized she was caught on camera. So she like laughed and covered her mouth and she looked at the camera and then she like shook her head like, no, like I'm not, I'm not laughing at that. Um, and, uh, you know, I thought MJ's first sentence of we're all here to lift each other up, you know, I was like, wow, like where, where was that the whole time? Yeah, right. That could have been um, used. I don't know when you guys were actually at the hotel, at the resort. But. not jv squad or maybe that's her leading with um loyalty was it loyalty power peace and, and love peace and love peace, peace love, love and, and harmony. harmony that's what it is that was that was her right from the start and you know i learned a really valuable lesson from the very first five minutes i found out that dancers are not hoes <laughs> yeah i was i was kind of like she took a very interesting arc in, in defending her craft yeah, because I just thought she's like a ballet dancer, like or like like an artistic dancer, right? Yeah, and that's how she started off, and then as she kept describing how it's like not good to judge, or whatnot, you know, judge, you know, you're not a hoe if you're a dancer, and then she kept describing or kept defending it. I I started thinking more and more to like, wait, are you like an exotic dancer? Because <laughs> like I don't know if you heard, like if you were paying attention to this, but she goes, like, we're dancers, we're artists. And doesn't make us a hoe. This our next thing, and then she gets into like defending like whatever I may do with my dancing is none of your business. <laughs> and I'm just like, wait, what? And then she's like, and and I don't think it's right to judge anybody based on how they make an income. You know, like there's there's an honor in, in making a living for yourself. And like literally, like like my radar was like, wait, so are you an exotic dancer? I can't. I, I don't know anymore. I thought you're like just a regular, you know, entertainer. She's talking about entertaining too. She's like, we dance like express ourselves to entertain i'm like whoa this is getting into weird territory for me i don't know what she is at this point <laughs> alex what would you do if your son was at home crying all alone on the bedroom floor because he's hungry and the only way to feed him is to dance for a man for a little bit of money because his daddy's gone somewhere smoking rock now in and out of lockdown i ain't got a job now so for you this is just a good time but for me this is what is called life i mean i live that all day but if if you were if you were like a Denver Nuggets cheerleader dancer. And you're saying that. I'm like, wait, do you dance on the side too? That I don't know about? <laughs> I was confused about it too. I mean, and she described herself as like the art, like the art. She like, she's like the artistic community is I think uh -huh. she way she could describe herself. So I went ballet, but then she kept, like you said, she kept going down this rabbit hole and you know, it's like. <laughs> the deeper uh, she went, you're like, wait, now I question whether you are in the artistic community. <laughs> Cause there's, there's like different, like there's different aspects of being a dancer. Cause like, like it's like being a writer. You can write thriller novels and you can be a smut writer for Playboy. Like there's a <laughs> yeah. huge range. Like, yeah. you know, like, and if you're gonna throw us all into this, throw them all into the same umbrella, then you gotta kind of like delineate where what you do. So I now I'm sitting here, I'm like, well, Ryan, which one are you? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I thought it was very odd. It's like, okay, all right. So while you have the platform, you're gonna defend people that dance for money. In that, in that way, in that way. Okay, okay. I mean, that's. I mean, it's fair. I'm just. Well, technically, as a professional, uh, as a professional dancer, whether it be ballet or stripper, you're dancing for money. Yeah. You know, and and there's male dancers. Don't okay. forget the male strippers too. Dollar bills are dollar bills. Is I guess what she was saying, right? So. 
Yeah. Um, um, one thing I appreciated too is, did you notice that they did a lot more of like, like the Maury Povich or the like Jerry Springer zoom-ins with a camera? You ever notice that they were like, yeah, full like full full venue or full crowd, and then they zoom in to like one of the girls that was like chatting, and I was like, I felt very felt very daytime daytime reality TV. Yeah, I thought it worked better without the crowd there. You know, you I don't think, think so. I thought so. Um, I don't know. Like, I, there's, I mean, there's a lot of people saying I'm still speaking. You know, like taking cues from the vice president debate, um, to probably to expecting thunderous applause. Um, and the, I thought it was so weird to have some of the parallels they draw. Like they blamed Katie. They still blamed Katie. The to- the house wasn't toxic until you toxic until you knocked over the domino. Yeah. It's yeah. like, uh, I don't really understand that either. It's kind of like, mean, yeah, well, he didn't know we had a meth problem until you told him we'd have meth. We smoked meth. Like, like, but it's her fault for snitching on the meth use. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't a problem until you just had to write it out, write us out to your parents. Like, oh, that, right? It's like, <laughs> yeah. no, no, it always was a problem. Like, yeah, I didn't understand that logic either. I'm, I'm thinking, no, if it's a toxic environment, it's not toxic once somebody tells somebody else that it's toxic. Yeah. It already yeah. is toxic. It's just somebody stepping out and saying this needs to be wrapped up this is out of control and then katie said she's that's just her personality she's gonna speak her mind then jacinia said she's gonna speak her mind and mj said they're she's gonna speak her mind you know it's like i don't i mean i don't know <laughs> um then they had Brittany up first after they kind of like hashed out i guess some of the drama i don't, I don't know um i guess yeah I think that's that's kind of part of it too. Is I felt like because there was so much let's call it drama in the house, Chris had to like rifle through every situation, and it really didn't give us any meat going throughout the the whole episode. It was just like okay, next, okay, next, okay, next, okay, next, and it, you really couldn't even like like normally I like the women tell all and the men tell all because it's usually like oh, I really get into like this one incident deep because like they're really gonna and these guys are gonna these guys are gals are gonna go after it like yeah and really get down to the root and hopefully settle it maybe not we'll find out right and that was like that was probably the, the fun part none of these girls i felt like even were given that opportunity because they were just, all right now i gotta get to abigail all right now i gotta get to serena p now now i gotta get to victoria it's just like they're just constantly moving mm-hmm. and even the conflicts were very much like i'm sorry i was wrong like anna like, I liked Anna's apology. She took everything on the chin. Um, or should yes. I say she took it straight in the teeth? Um, she 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 literally didn't blame anyone but herself. Um, she Sorry, did, that was a good one. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Um, I actually wrote that one down. Um, I uh, I just, I think that, I, I mean, whether she, whether Brittany felt it was sincere or not, she made no excuses for it. And then, her friends tried to give her an out. Like who are the people messaging you? She's kind of like, well, someone did message me, but I still, still me and my insecurities that did this. I'm like, I, I can get behind that. Yes. And, and my only hang up was the same as Brittany's, which where it was like, you didn't approach me at all. Like we live in the same damn city. Like, mm-hmm. and we're obviously in the same network. You could have reached out to me before this, but you know, and she, and that, this is where I think, she, again, where I liked her answer was, I think a lot of it was surrounded by shame. She didn't want to confront it because she's just ashamed of what she did. Yeah. You know, and, and I also, I also think it's interesting. And here's a little, here's another little 
tidbit of Alex wisdom here. Oh, if you ever, up. if you ever dating somebody, wait, 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 wait. Let people get the pen and paper first. Okay, right, wait. now go ahead. And okay, share, share what you're gonna say. If you're dating somebody, if you ever dating somebody, or you become friends with somebody, and you get a message from their ex boyfriend and or ex girlfriend, maybe not the most unbiased, objective opinion towards yeah. them. <laughs> I, I, I think that's that's fair. I mean, using the same terminology the girls were using on the show, that guy could have texted her like, that girl's a hoe. <laughs> and like, she could have taken that, and Anna could have taken that and run with it for all we know. We have no idea what that text actually said. But she referenced that, like, I got, you know, somebody, you know, who knows your ex-boyfriend or whatever. I'm like, you're going to take advice from an ex-boyfriend. Like, he can say whatever just to be like, unfortunately that dude's probably clapping and hooting and hollering at that one episode because he oh. got he he got exactly what he wanted which is to really just mess with her which yeah. f that guy if that's Ser- the case seriously and I, I think i realized too like you know women do have it a lot harder than men in the sense like if that accusation was thrown at me and i'm on the show like they said you're an escort matt i'd be like I'm not good at it and I don't have any clients. So um, I may be an escort, but I'm not really good at it. You, you know, can own it. But you, but, you know, it. like, but they're demeaning her success and whatever she's doing. So mm-hmm. it's like completely different. But I, I, I like. I, I, so there's, there's a double standard in that regard, right? Because it's, yeah. it's, it sucks to a certain degree because, you know, like I could roll that off yeah. my shoulders really quick. Well, I think to um, your point, a, a man could roll that off pretty quick. Yeah. Right. And like, and he, and he could come like, you could, 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 wow, I can't talk. You could completely just let it roll off your shoulder and dismiss it. Yeah. And everybody else would dismiss it in the crowd. Right. Yeah. But Brittany, if she were to do that, people are like, huh, well, she seemed to dismiss that pretty quickly. Right. Yeah. And be like, and almost, it would almost validate it. Right. And like, that's where it's kind of messed up. Well, that's why that shows you how ten, an intentional shot through the bow that statement was by Anna. I mean, it yeah. was to destroy her and it looked like the shot landed, but I did, I did appreciate Anna at least owning up to it. She never said, I didn't say that, or I was misunderstood. She said it was the wrong thing to do. I mean, yeah. And it doesn't, and it doesn't make her not wrong and it doesn't necessarily make us like her, but it is a saving grace to know that people can still come around and actually own their shit when they're in the wrong. Yeah. It is a redeemable quality. Does it redeem her completely? No. Is it no. a redeemable quality and a redeemable act? Yes. Would you have hoped that she had said something like that? Yes. Does it give you the, does it give us the ability to move on? Yeah. yeah. I think so. Yeah. And it provide closure. Like I think she and Brittany could probably grab coffee at this point. I don't I don't know. With those pearly uh, whites, you don't drink want to drink coffee that stay in your teeth. Um, <laughs> you need a straw for that. <laughs> something also I found that was amazing is how much bad shit they cut out of the season. You thought it was bad enough. You, there was worse stuff that they didn't include. Egg eating. Bugs and rings, chowing down pancakes and chugging beer, um, hide and seek to a jacuzzi, and swallowing eggs. What was that challenge? What, what was what was the end goal of that jacuzzi challenge? That they would all end up being the jacuzzi with him? I, I think so. <laughs> like, and also, what was that a third time they would have used a jacuzzi this season? I, I don't, I don't know. Like, uh, can you imagine that date card? Is like, find my special spot and you'll get wet. I mean, like, 
that would be so confusing for him. Oh, we're playing hide and seek, and then we're jacuzzing, so bring a bathing suit. Oh, that's what we're doing. Okay. I love the blooper, by the way. I we're kind of jumping around, but I love the blooper when care. Serena P gets out of the jacuzzi from their date. Yeah. And he gets out, and he's like, actually, I'm going to need to put on my robe before I get out. You, you wonder why Serena didn't feel comfortable during the erotic yoga is when he's telling her boner jokes on their last date. Well, and then, then that jacuzzi one-liner, and then the fact that he kisses with his eyes open, which you called out right away. I know. I, and, I, I'm glad that they made it, uh, pointed it out. Um, what, what, what I want to ask you is, do you believe him when he says that he didn't know that that was something that was like weird or like something that you didn't do? I'm like, n- there's no way none of your bros have told you, like, wait, you kiss with your eyes open? Or seen it and been like, bro, what are you doing? Like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. He claims he didn't know that it was like not a thing. I mean, I don't, I, you have to take him for his word because it's awkward. Yeah. You know, and it's not natural, but um, I don't know, man. I'm, I, I, I saw that right away and I was just very uh, concerned about the whole thing. <laughs> um, you secretly think he's like a psychopath. <laughs> he's got these tendencies where it's like. <laughs> He's, he's probably not, he's probably a super awesome dude, but I think maybe he was just like that awkward kid growing up, like even through high school. And it didn't, wasn't until like made some money in real estate, started hitting the gym, football team probably helped, you know, in college. Like he probably, probably actually started blooming in college and then really kind of like got his way when he was like out in the real world. And then all of that seems to have masked or covered the fact that he's still this like awkward kid who never like really like has it figured out like kisses with his eyes open <laughs> like that kind of thing I, I wonder what's worse like the eye open kiss or like the smack and mm purple they're like they're like mm. <laughs> like why can't you have both that i don't i i mean i think the fact that matt had his eyes open was the least atrocious part of his kissing um <laughs> wait did no. you remember him talking to that one i forget who he's talking about where he's like he bit her lip and he started not, not I, like I, they glossed it. over that they glossed yes. over that yes um, and then Abby said, I'm afraid to kiss you. And I think I, I felt yeah. every word. Of Abigail. That. Yeah, yeah. 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 He's like saying like his worst kiss story or whatever. And he's like, yeah, like I, I've never bitten anything hard from husband. Like, yikes, dude. What? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I thought the swallowing the egg date was strange too. I know they were trying to do like a Rocky vibe, but it's like, I'm like, are you looking for like a workout partner, Matt? Or are you testing their gag? orders of the future yeah. um you know like they're, they're, they're gonna come from these dates wish, that you take them on i wish my mind didn't kind of go there but the just the way it was all happening was kind of like it was a bit suggestive and i was not a fan of it uh, yeah i was it like was, i'm not it's weird this is weird territory yeah. and that's probably why they cut it i'm sure it was all fun and games and then they, when they when the producers and the editors got together and they were showing all this footage they're like yeah no cut this this is weird this i, I is thought it was weird i thought it was weird then they had katie on the couch they didn't show Katie and Matt kissing all season. And then all the like season review was her and Matt kissing a lot, which I thought was interesting, you know, but um, she's 30 now. So her chances of finding someone are way out the window. Completely over. Yeah. Gone, Cause 30 is yeah. ancient, man. And that, that's where I think like, as the show's gone on, I start to question more and more Katie's maturity. At first yeah. I was like, well, I mean, let's face it at the very beginning, it was way low because she's the one who brought the dildo to the very first ep- on the very first intro. I'm like, okay, here we go. But then I'm like, she started saying some things and sounding like she was mature. And then she had this point where she started kind of being like, 
I don't know. And then, and then this part, right? And I feel like a statement like that is, isn't very self-aware. Being like, you realize that there's a lot of very single women watching this show religiously who are definitely over 30. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you want to speak your mind, I understand, but you want to be sensitive to the fact that some, some people that might be listening to this are well over 30, maybe never even had a boyfriend. <laughs> and you're trying to, I don't know, get sympathy points for saying, I don't know if, if you know, basically saying like, my time's up. Like, girl, you're pretty. You got a good head on your shoulders. You're going to be, be fine. fine. You're going to be fine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I don't know if you, do you like basketball, Alex? I watch it. Well, bio, biologically, I just found this out. When women turn 30 and they want to have kids, their ovaries get one of those shot clocks installed above it. Um, oh. So it, it ticks down um, their ability to have a baby. When that shot clock gets down to zero, um, they're, just gonna, have... they're just going to get start buying cats. They're a spinster. Yes. They're, yeah. yes. So, um, so that's what I think that's what she was referring to. Gotcha. Um, you know, because that's, that's just science. You got to yeah. you know, follow the science on that. Um, uh, but, uh, you know, I, I think that's where she was alluding to, but it, what, like, what do you think the male equivalent would be to that? I have to ask you. Well, I, I think that men don't grow up anymore. I think that well, yeah. they become permy, like when they turn 21, they become permy 21 year olds yep. until 36. Arrested development is what you're talking about right now. Is that what, yeah. Was that, okay, that's, is that what that show is show. about? Great show. <laughs> but yeah. But what, um, what you're talking about is describing arrested development where it's like they stop maturing at 21. They stay 21. Oh, their body I think matures. Their, I, their, their, their mind and their, their mental capacity and their self-awareness doesn't. No. And their maturity doesn't. No. I mean, if you, I don't know. I, I, there's so many men now that are holding on to this bachelor lifestyle and you know like it or like i need to go out to clubs i need to do drugs i need to pound beers i need to do all this and that and it's like i feel bad for you know uh women or whoever wants to settle down with all these peter pans i mean i understand those songs now and more and more um you know well the sad part is that we're all a product of our environment so what we're getting i feel like what we're getting is we're gonna have because men act this way, you're going to get women that start to adapt as a result of that. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, you know, for the record, it's our fault. It's guy's fault. <laughs> it's not, it's not like, think about it. Like a woman has to be like, she has to start cutting down her, her expectations and limiting her expectations of a man because there's men aren't being men anymore. They're 21 year old boys. Like you mentioned, they're like, well, I guess if he still likes to go to the strip clubs, like whatever, I'll put up with it. No, you should not put up with that. <laughs> like it's, yeah. I mean, I could go on the, I could go on this diatribe for hours, but it, it drives me nuts that like boys don't grow up yeah. these days. I, 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 I agree. I see it. Um, I felt like Katie's interview felt like a bachelorette interview though. Do you know what you want? Do you, do you think you're ready to find it? I Are think she's a crowd learn? favorite. Yep. She, she tests right. She checks all the right boxes. She could be yeah. an upcoming bachelorette. I could totally see that. Um, I completely skipped Abby's deal because there wasn't much there. I do what, I, here's where I want to talk about Abigail. Is in contrast to Victoria. 
just because Victoria mentioned a couple times, and I know I cracked a joke with you a little bit about this, but Victoria seemed to totally just play the victim this whole this whole episode. Well, she was hurting Alex. Crippled she, by her fear of rejection. Well, well, do you, well, do you realize that she prefaced all of her actions with, like, I'm getting death threats and I'm getting this. Like, she's like, that's unfortunate. I understand that that's, I mean, I, mean, I couldn't begin to imagine or understand what that is like, but I can understand that's got to be extremely stressful. And I, I, I totally, I'm not going to downplay that. And that's terrible. People shouldn't be ripping her apart. Mm-hmm. But this goes back to our conversation two or three episodes ago when she did get let go. And we were like, there's zero self-awareness in this girl. And she thinks that everybody loves her. She was a terrible human being to these girls. And, and I, don't, I, don't, I don't appreciate the karma comment from Katie either. But to a certain degree, it's like... Yeah, that was weird. It's not karma. It, it's, it's, it's a direct consequence of acting a certain way. Mm-hmm. Right? And unfortunately, like... Victoria, you're in a fishbowl. The whole world is literally the whole world is watching. And you don't think there's gonna be some crazies on the fringes of both sides gonna be reaching out to you? Like, come on. And then to completely think that you're just this awesome benevolent person is like, again, you need to go see a psychiatrist because you you don't have any (laughs) self-awareness. Like, da- like to a dangerous degree. And then I, I just I just don't appreciate that because she gets death threats today justified the way she treated them in the past. Time doesn't work that way, <laughs> right? And so I'm just kind of like, she kept justifying her actions because now she's paying, quote unquote, paying for it, I guess. And I'm like, no, you should, if, he, if she would have gone Anna's route, I'd be like, you know what? Maybe that show did put her in a bad light. Yeah. Maybe we didn't see the full Victoria. But she just kind of, she played through. And just because she's had a rough couple t- weeks after this show. I, I mean, I had a really, I wanted to feel bad for her. And I really just didn't, I didn't, you know? Yeah. Well, I had, a, I had a discipline my son today and I took his iPad away and he, cause he didn't follow the rules that I had set up for him with it. And then, you know, I took it away and he's like, yeah, I'm really sad you took my iPad away. And I said, well, you know, Jackson, um, why did I take the iPad away? Because I didn't follow the rules. Okay, so who's who's responsible for me taking it away? He's like, I guess I am. And I'm like, okay, you get it. And then later in the day, he's like, so if I follow the rules and I'm a good brother and I help you around the house, I can get my iPad back? And I'm like, sure. Bingo, bingo, yeah. There we go. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, this is like, parenting one-on-one but uh you know poor you know victoria the consequences of actions like drives me nuts too it's kind of you know uh, victoria i am getting death threats and you know i don't think i'm toxic and you know like you think it's okay that i'm getting these things no no No, one thinks it's it's okay okay but do you think you earned it maybe no you don't earn anything there's twitter twitter and social media is insane you know, I, well, and I, again, again, we, this, is all, this also goes back to our ever-evolving theory behind speaking your truth, right? If you speak your truth, you're never wrong, right? So for her, she's like, "I never. What did I do to deserve this?" Well, you, you got to look like who taught you? Who taught you manners? Who taught you like self? Who taught you self-respect? Who taught you respect towards others? Like, 
Look at the controversy on pineapple on a pizza, for damn sake. I mean, just because you think pineapple belongs on a pizza or you don't, other people will not agree with you. And here's the other thing, too. People will threaten those. One party will threaten the other party about pizza, too. So just because you have a truth that you like pineapple on a piece of dough or not, you will get pushback and you will not be 100% consensus with your opinion. So, you know. We all know that pineapple on a pizza is fine because I believe that, and that's my truth. So uh, don't at me. Um, for, you know, for me, for me, it's the I actually don't mind pineapple on a pizza. What I do mind is the pineapple and ham on a pizza. That's oh, the combination I don't like. I like pan, I like pineapple and spice. So if there's like pineapple jalapeno or pineapple hot sauce, like you get a you get a contrast there that's pretty sweet, bomb. Sweet and hot, yeah. Sweet and spicy. Yeah. Digress. Anyway. <laughs> um, uh, Piper, I didn't understand why. I, I didn't. I, I never looked at Piper as like a main contender. Um, I thought she was mean to Heather, um, but again, Heather overstepped. But Piper sure felt like she was a contender. But she has a good vocabulary now, so she's good. Well, she. Um, I, I didn't understand that statement. I, <laughs> I, I was kind of like, wait, I missed something there, and I, I was hoping maybe you could elaborate on it. She's like. Yeah, what did she say? It was something along the lines of like he said he was articulating her love for him, and if she regretted that, and then her response was, "I have a good vocabulary now." Yeah. Um. So no, I don't know uh, what. I'm I'm, just, I'm kind of confused. Like, are you were you, were you mocking the fact that like okay, so you learned some new words by the way he described like how he felt about you? I'm like, was that supposed to be a like a like a ooh a, a right hook to the you know a jab to the gut there for him or what? I'm kind of, I'm kind of confused there, but. I, and she's one of my, she's one of the girls that was one of my favorites. I loved her up front. And then she started kind of turning into like, not necessarily a good person either. Yeah. I mean, well, I like she's kind, of, I mean, kind of a jerk by the end of it. And that, that statement, I guess, if that's what that means, I'm like, all right, confirms it. Like you're kind of a jerk. I think, I think the, I think people's narcissism kind of got in the way a little bit. Mm. Um, maybe not, maybe narcissism is too hard, harsh of a word, but people's self-interest got in the way yeah. of, of what happened. Um, Self-importance. Yeah. yeah. Then Serena came on the, on the scene. Um, Chris Harrison said he thought she was the one, um, which I thought was strange. The, the thing I wanted to talk about most is that I, we never saw her take him out to play chess. Um, and I thought we it was, did. we did. Mm-hmm. Well, I, th- I never caught this line then. I thought it was really funny when he said, you can go first. And she said, thank you. The rules of chess says the white side goes first. <laughs> and she was standing behind the white side. Like, why is, he th- why is she thanking him? And why is he acting like he's all benevolent? That is the rules. Yeah. So yeah. I wanted to point that out. That's Not only that, but, but arguably, arguably, wouldn't you want the second move anyways? Because you can always, you can always react. You're not, you're not necessarily, I get it's not checkers, which is a race. Yeah, but I've watched Queen's Gambit. I'm kind of a chess expert now, Matt. <laughs> okay, we should play sometime. <laughs> we'll see. Pretty sure you would want to blow your brains out. You'd be like, you can't move there. Can't move there either. Can't move there. You're, you can I'm move here, move, here, and here. I'm going to move my horsey here. <laughs> um, my queen can move anywhere. Try to move it on top of your queen. Checkmate. <laughs> Uh, and then we're reminded of Franco's bad pictures. <laughs> yeah. um, can, can I just say that the one thing where this episode did meet all of at least one expectation of mine was that there's always that one contestant that lasts about five minutes on the show. And yet 
doubles or triples their airtime during this episode, and that was Mari. <laughs> Yeah. Mari, who was a nobody, and, and she got came let out. Go. She came out swinging, man. That's she what I'm got, saying. She ate that bag of nuts that she won from the squirrel contest, <laughs> yep. and and she was just had so much energy going that she was just yelling at everybody. I just love that when she came out. Like it was funny. She in the first like ten minutes, she had two things that she had said. She spoke. She had two speaking parts, and I was like, oh, she's gonna be our she's gonna be our girl that had five minutes of fame, had fifteen minutes here on this on this episode. Right. Yeah. And I loved it. And it totally came true because then she then she had an opinion about everything. She always chimed uh, in. I was MJ's beef. roommate and uh F you, Jacinia. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like <laughs> when, when she started chiming in, like, oh, here we go. Yeah, here's the girl who's like, people are gonna remember me now. Uh we should talk about the most controversial moment of the show when that was Matt James's beard. Um <sighs> Yeah, I thought it was I. Well, he came out and went, "Oh my gosh, it's Josh, it's uh, it's James Harden." And then Chris is like, "You're James Harden." I'm like, "Oh my gosh, she called it out." And I was like, "Oh, is that you called it?" I'm like, "Cause Chris said that. Is that okay that I thought that?" I felt really concerned. Um, <laughs> the, only, the only thing, like Matt well, was, well, let's 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 be clear here. Chris Harrison is, is unceremoniously canceled. Yeah, I, right I, after this, I don't want to agree with him right now. <laughs> Or like I'm like, hey, it's that bad company to keep, Matt. That's a really nice rose. This is a great rose. Oh shit! I'm in I'm in the same camp as him. Um, I thought it was interesting how uh, the affection that Matt had towards MJ, and it made me wonder if she was vilified through the whole production team, um, because Matt kept talking about how he was bummed they didn't get more time. Um, Victoria said she was grateful like eight thousand times about matt um and it turns out everyone is grateful um and then matt didn't really say anything like abby asked him a question he didn't answer it he just turned on to serena um and then they showed the bloopers and i was just really glad that they were using the pool because i saw that pool the entire time and i was thinking to myself no one's using the pool that really bums me out yeah which Um, normally it's a bachelor pension there's always pool activities everybody's at the pool basically like when they're not essentially not filming until the camera crew show up and they cause some drama. Right. Yeah. And I don't, do you remember Tasha and Jojo being there? No, that's gotta be coming up. You it's think it's coming up? up? Yeah. Cause I don't remember I think that's that a at sneak all. Peek. Okay. Um, no, that I, we did not see that. So it's gotta be coming up. Okay. The one thing I will say participation award goes to Kit Keenan for not saying a damn thing and for not emoting at all she literally just sat there stone face assassin baby she was she was far enough to fly under the radar the whole season she's like i learned my lesson i'm not gonna say a word she didn't say jet she just sat there she got paid she left i i thought that was smart on her part too the last thing i wrote on my notes is matt's boner joke may have led to serena's awkwardness the rest of the time on the show which which we talked about yeah Yeah. larry's touched on that no pun intended Um, did you see speaking of moaning when you're like kissing and moaning (laughs) did you you hear him moan as she was getting out too she's like having trouble getting out and like it's basically her butt in his face and he goes oh wow oh no (laughs) like matt no if you you kiss with your eyes open and you don't know that's not okay 
that he probably don't know those types of comments and advances are not okay as well. Like he was just like, I was almost like, mm. it's like, dude. He's like dude. living out his sexual chapter from his book from earlier <laughs> in the season. And she struggled to get out of the jacuzzi and I got a boner. And I said, mm, wow. Mm, wow. I don't know why I made that sound like Leonard Nimoy, but you know, uh, I'll have to go back. I'll have to go back to that episode just to like watch, just to confirm it. But I'm pretty sure he was like, he was like, oh, wow. I was like, "Mm." like he, like he made a noise as she was like, like making sure that she was like clearing her foot over the ledge kind of thing. Mm. And she's like, like making sure she's very stable as she did it. And like, he's just like right there, right behind her. And it was like, little creepy, Matt. Grody. A little creepy, buddy. Uh, and that's kind of the show. Um, this is Romancing Your Stones, and at the end of every episode, we tell you fellow men and women uh, how bearable the show was uh, based on our stones rating. We each have two stones to give. Naturally. Uh, two stones means you enjoyed the episode, and zero stones means an act of castration would be preferable than to watch this episode. Alex, you have the honors. I'm giving this zero. It wasn't all that. I was expecting way more, way more beef. <laughs> Let's just say that, you know, between, between all the different people, maybe because maybe there was too much that again, they just ran from one event to the other, one conversation to the other. And it just, was kind of a waste of my time. Honestly, I wasn't, wasn't really enthralled with this episode at all. I'm going to give it zero stones as well. I think that the only thing that this showed me is how heavily, how heavily edited this show is. Mm-hmm. You know, they took out four really bad dates and they still didn't have very good dates. And yeah. they had an expansive budget that obviously they didn't use. So um, I didn't think anything was there. I also didn't care about really any of the women. Like, you know, mm-hmm. sure, there's Serena, and then there's Abby, and then Katie. Outside of that. Outside of that, I wasn't really interested in what many had to say. Yep. Um, because I saw their actions, yet, you know, and then Matt came out and, get, and laid a fat egg, no <laughs> pun intended. I mean, he didn't say anything. Yeah. I mean, he never gave any. He's like, yeah, I, I just was, I, I hate to say it's not you, it's me, but it's not you, it's me. Um <laughs> You know, it, it just there wasn't much there. Um, even Serena, they were trying to push Serena to say, like, are you do you regret your decision? She's kind of like, Nah, I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> I'm fine. Yeah. He's nice and all, but um, you know, I, I, I still stand by what I decided. Yep. Yep. So Yep, I'm sitting right there with you. I'm just kinda like Yep. I kind of put it better myself. It's kind of a goose egg of a of an episode there is a this is a zero stones episode ladies and gentlemen zero out of four stones don't forget to follow us on twitter at ro stones guys on instagram at ro stones guys on youtube at ro stones guys thank you so much for sharing and rating uh we got a bunch of ratings in this week i appreciate it uh we appreciate it uh keep doing that share it with your friends um if you want to be on the show let us know slide in our dms if you have something to say you can drop us a line uh we're happy to interact with our fans here um and uh we can't look can't wait to oh shoot that's like a double negative i hate that we're looking forward to seeing you and talking to you and speaking with you next week alex we'll talk to you later have a good night
post it, load it. Let me stop recording first.